You're listening to The Life of Tri. It's triathlon for your ears. The 2022 Kona preview and review shows for the life of try have been brought to us by the beautiful people at Zwift. Zwift is the fitness company born from gaming, dedicated fitness enthusiasts, experienced video game developers, and disruptive thinkers play in its Zwift DNA. Zwift utilizes multiplayer online gaming technology to create rich 3D worlds right for exploration. So you can join thousands of cyclists and runners in immersive playgrounds like London, New York, and Paris, as well as Zwift's very own world of Wattopia. The Zwift app connects wirelessly to exercise, equipment, bike trainers, treadmills, and more. So your real-world effort powers your avatar in the game. From friendly races to social rides to structured training to beating your mates, Zwift unites a diverse community in pursuit of more fun, immersive, and social fitness. If you haven't tried it, recommend you get on it is a beautiful experience uh and the zwift people we want to thank them for being on board now that's the business side of the drum live from the puntus twins studio is our man kevin mckinnon live in kona i'm back here at home planet and uh, life of try kevin whoo welcome Hey, well done on the uh, on the Zwift thing. As it, as you said, wonderful to have them on board with us for our uh, Kona stuff. And I especially loved the Puntos twins reference. I didn't think you Aussies knew about um, such uh, Kona legends. Well, do you know what? I'm a sort of a historian of the uh, the sport of triathlon. Had a lot of uh, reading to do when I was younger and the Puntus Twins. Now, Patricia, and I want to say, is it Sylvie, uh, Sylvain? Sylvian. Sylvian and Patricia. There you go. Still got the old memory ticking over. Brought some beautiful racing memories back to me when I was uh, watching and looking at the mags, et cetera. They were guns. Very good units at, uh, at this sport. But Kevin, enough about back then. Let's cast forward Kona give us give us a you know for those of you who haven't got the coconut oil out give me a little bit of the spiel what's going on oh my goodness uh Phil it is it's crazy here um you know and and I sort of wrote in my um story about the press conference earlier today you know there's there's the the normal tension uh but dial it up by two to three times um you've got that all of that nervous energy kicking around but the big thing is there, like everywhere you walk, there's just people, the people are just keep saying, there are so many people here. There are so many people here. Um, the, um, like finding a place here in, in Kailua Kona is nuts. We're staying um, in Waikoloa Village, uh, which is, you know, go out to Waikoloa, which is, um, I can't even remember how far out onto the bike course it is, 30K down maybe. Um, and then you go another 10K up, uh, towards Mauna Kea up the mountain and then you get to Waikoloa village, which is where we're at. Um, yeah. and, uh, and we are not even remotely alone. Uh, like <laughs> there are so many people staying out here. There are so many people staying out at Waikoloa. The queen K normally is, you know, this nice, you know, not quiet, but it's so here's an example. Um, did a photo shoot for SIPO. Um, last Friday. And normally I would go up and get them to ride up and down the Queen K a little bit just to get a few shots of that experience. 
um, didn't even bother to try because there are no breaks. In years past, I've been able to have like a break where I can get a shot without a car in the background. Yeah. Impossible. <laughs> Absolutely impossible to do now. There are no yeah, breaks right. in the cars. Um, yeah, it's uh, the, the airport's jammed. Um, uh, th- there was a lineup outside the Kona Inn today that went all the way from the Kona Inn all the way back out onto the street. Oh my um, God. Just for people, I, I, for some reason, they decided they wanted to go have breakfast at the Kona Inn today. Um, all 500 of them or whoever. It was, it was crazy. So, um, so how's it going with all the shops and things like what's like, you know, I know, you know, and, and Ironman towns, because they generally run Ironman and places that, you know, are, are not remote, I'm not going to say that, but are certainly out of the way because major cities trying to shut down a major city is pretty tough. Um, so, you know, generally the, the smaller towns not struggle, but they really have to put on extra staff. They have to be more prepared. Are we feeling, how are we feeling about Kona town at the moment? Um, so there's, uh, yeah, you know, I haven't been around too, too much in terms of the stores and stuff, but everything just seems uh, super busy as well. Um, and, um, yeah, it's sort of a mixed bag. So, uh, you know, walked into one coffee store the they were grinning ear to ear, couldn't have been happier. Um, and then you sort of hear some grumblings from some other locals who are, just kind of like, oh, this is this is um, driving me nuts. Um, yeah, uh, you know the people taking over the roads. Uh, talked with one guy who is staying eight kilometers down a Lee Drive and was on a bike. So <laughs> you know, just transportation. You know the game. Transportation yep. around here is a nightmare. Um, so he went to uh, Walmart, bought himself a ninety-nine dollar bike, and that's how yep. he's getting back and forth. So he's riding his ninety-nine dollar bike down a Lee Drive. And saw not one, but two altercations with um, one with, uh, I guess there were four runners running down the road all side by side. So they were out onto the roadway and, you know, a car stopped and were yelling at them. And then there was a group of, you know, cyclists who were doing the same. Um, so, you know, Ironman has like been working so hard to try and get people to, you know, ride single file to not sort of, you know, be good community partners and all that kind of th- stuff. And they yeah. have done, I haven't seen anything. Everything that I've seen has been amazing. Rode up to Javi the other day. People were all riding single file. It was, um, it was just excellent. Everything I have seen has been excellent, but I have heard of some sort of, as I said, you know, some of these sort of things happening out there. Um, they, yeah. And today at the press conference, it was interesting Andrew Messick uh, went out of his way to sort of talk about, you know, our, my, the organization is learning about trying to do this over two days and, and we're going to figure out how to do this. So it impacts the community less. So I don't even understand how that works. Yeah. Yeah. How does that work? Explain to me how that works. I mean, paint us the picture as well. And you're doing a beautiful job. Paint us the picture though, of what's coming up in this week though so and and then i would love him to justify or at least give me an understanding about how he intends to impact the community less how many women's kick off and then we have a separate day for the men's first time it's ever happened a lot of athletes have shown up yeah so you've got i've um and so iron man keeps saying five thousand people registered I keep hearing 4,800. I haven't seen sort of 
an official list, but it lets, it's somewhere between 4,800 and 5,000 people here, um, which is, you know, I, I just, I, I remember when I worked at Ironman hearing, you know, we cannot get more than 1,700 people on this pier. And then, you know, a year later, 1,800 is it. There's no more room on that pier. Um, and then, you know, a few years later, it was up to 2,250. <laughs> um, yes, and, here it comes. Now it's somewhere between 2,400 and 2,500. And there isn't another level. Uh, so they haven't done a second floor on the piers. So <laughs> they're digging it out as we speak, Kevin. So uh, we've got the women's race. Um, and that's what women's. we're here to talk about. This is the women's preview. Um, you know, you're doing a really um, lovely job of painting the picture for us. But so let's have a look. Our start list is minus a couple of uh, contenders, Kevin. Of course, uh, Kat Matthews was smashed by a car in Texas. Um and uh, she's going to be sorely missed, of course. Um, but we do have we have the 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 you know the real Daniela Riff standing up, don't we? Um, who is back in town, back in form, back into a nice place, and and she seems to be uh, at least from we've we've seen the uh, the one to beat right now. Absolutely, uh, totally rolls in here as the uh, prohibitive favorite. <clears throat> so. Um... And, and I promise I'm going to get back to the women's race momentarily, but I just want to sort of outline one, one last thing. So um, there's this definite feel of we are entering a new era here in Kona. Um, and so, and you see it much more, well, and you see it in terms of those two-day things that I've been talking about. On the men's race, for the first time ever, you're talking about rookies being the, the favorites. And we'll talk about that in our, in our preview. Um, yeah. And so what was very interesting me, to me today was I wanted to sort of go in with this line of the men's race is the rookies or the big story. The women's race, it's the it's, you know, the the the, the folks that we're used to talking about, um, Daniela Reef, Lucy Charles, Barkley, Annie Haug. Um, and it was very interesting to me today that Daniela Reef at the press conference went out of her way to say, Things are completely different to way, the way they were in 2018 and 2019. The level here is up a whole nother notch. Um, and you don't win in Kona, like, you know, basically talking about herself, you don't win in Kona unless you're getting better. Um, and I thought that was very interesting. So, you know, just as, as much as, you know, she's won this thing, won four times here, St. George, so five world titles. You know, you've got Lucy Charles, who's got been second three times. You've got Annie Haug, who won in 2019. So, uh, but even, you know, it's not like you've got people here who have been here 10, 12, 14 times. Um, yeah. You know, there's, it, it still feels like, like Danielle is basically saying, yeah, there's a big sea change happening on the men's thing, but you watch what's going on here. Everything's getting a lot more competitive. And I think, yeah, you know, you look at Laura Phillip, uh, comes in here, um, not like next to no one and no one is talking about her other than the German folks really. And yep. that is crazy. Like she beat Daniela in, in Dubai back in February. Um, she missed Chrissy Wellington's, uh, world best time. However you want to do it, set the Ironman record in uh, Hamburg with her eight eighteen. Oh shoot. I think it was 20 and I think the record's 13 or maybe it's 14. Anyway, she missed it by five or six seconds. Um, 
And uh, so for sure, someone to watch. Um, someone down uh, from your neck of the woods who I'd love to hear your thoughts on, but I feel like Sarah Crowley is getting back into podium type mode again as well. Yep. Yep. I love hearing that. I think so too. I think she's completely underrated. But again, you're talking about, as you said, experience on the big island uh, and that, you know, you, if you've made the podium, then you are someone to be reckoned with. And, um, yeah, you know, Crowley's, sure. yeah, Crowley's been there. <clears throat> Lucy um, Charles Barkley. Um, uh, is she ready? Is she ready? <clears throat> yeah, you know, um, this is, I think, going to be the um, the question. So today we sort of got a little more details on the decision to come here. So went to the World Championships in Samarin, the uh, World Triathlon Long Distance Championships, were, which were over that 100K PTO distance. Um, I got to announce her winning that event. Um, and it was like she was pleasantly surprised, as was, you know, sort of her uh, coaching group of Dan Loring, is that right? And then uh, Reese, of course, her husband, I, I'm sure, sort of puts his two cents worth in. Um, and they, um, you know, they sort of said, yeah, you know, things are things are much better than we thought. It's um, worth giving this uh, thinking about going to Kona. Um, and yeah. the training continued to go well. And so um, so I think the only question mark is going to be, does she have all of the running she needs um, yes. to be able to, to pull this off? Um, that is, that's the big question. Um, I sort of feel like if I'm, you know, if I was Lucy Charles Barkley's coach, I'm really happy because this is the least she's raced coming into a Kona ever. She loves to race, right? And so this has forced her to slow down a bit. She's a little more rested. She has got yeah. an aerobic engine like no other. Um, so yeah, for sure. Uh, look for her to uh, lead for a long time in this race. Um, and it's just a matter of the, the big question, you know, do we have the Daniela Uber cyclist rolling in here who's just going to, you know, get to the front of that bike um, by Javi? Or is it going to be, you know, is Lucy going to hold her off for a long time and then we'll see how things go on the run? Um, Annie Haug <clears throat> has been chomping at the bit. You know, she felt like St. George was a great race for her. Yeah. Um, because that was, you know, she came third, but it was not her course at all. Um, so um, she loves the heat. She loves Hawaii. Take cover, folks. She is ready to go. <clears throat> so I'm um, just trying to think of, um, so you know, I think I've covered Laura Phillip. Yeah, bottom line, we are in for one heck of a race. It's just very sad that Cat Matthews, isn't here um, to be part of all of this uh, craziness because she's had such a stellar year and it's just um, sad that she's not able to, uh, to join the fun. Yeah. And there's a range of women too, though, who are that sort of, I want to say next level, like the Heather Jacksons of the world and that who have been here a lot. Um, You know, where, where do they sit in terms of being able to put a race together that is, um, you know, Maybe, I mean, we're not talking about retirement, but we are saying that, you know, every time you come to Kona, it takes 15 years off your life when you race it. Um, but certainly, you know, the head of Jackson's the world, are they, are they any shot at, you know, going deep? And and the other one too, which is an interesting one, 
um, is Sarah True. So, uh, so glad you brought up Sarah True. One of the highlights of the press conference was uh, Sarah. Like she was the first person to be asked questions. And uh, Sarah said, um, you know, basically, um, I like, I don't have, I, my 14 month old is back home. And, um, uh, and she just recently started, I think it's a PhD. Um, so she said, I'm not sitting in a lecture. I'm not changing diapers. This is a holiday, man. <laughs> so uh, she is, uh, she's in great <laughs> spirits and, um, and take cover because uh, she is, um, she's got what it takes. So um, Heather Jackson, no one on this, I don't think there's anyone on the planet who would not be thrilled to see Heather Jackson make the podium. Um, it's going to be a tough reach though. Um, you know, she's got to hope that all the swim stuff that she's done finally pulls through in a race. Like she's just never been able to put the swim together. Like she has, um, in the pool and on all the training she's done, uh, because yeah, you know, there's a whole crew heading off on this race who aren't sticking around for the people who can't swim. Um, so, um, as Lionel Sanders put it at, at when you're at the Ironman world championship, half the pro field ends up walking or, you know, basically struggling or dropping out. Um, and so you're going to see a lot of people kind of run their way through as, as the attrition comes through and Sarah, uh, or, an, um, sorry, Heather Jackson certainly could be one of those, um, and, you know, get a, a top finish, but, um, to be in the mix for the win is, is very tough because yeah, it, yeah, it's just it's not so fast all the way through. Yeah, it, um, it's was, a, sorry, I was going to say, and, and you got to also, I guess, you know, the amount of experience that she brings though, you know, so someone like her who can hang in there um, and we look, you're right. Podium, who would know on a flyer though, like, you know, into the top five and, and, you know, sort of back into that sort of upper echelon, I suppose, if they're, if they're there, there's probably a range of women there who can, uh, who can push. Cause it, as you said, you know, Kona, you wake up 1% off, 1% on, and it makes the day completely change on its head, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, you know, there's another uh, Kona rookie who comes in who's not really a rookie, who's Sky Monch. Sky Monch? Monch? I never know how to pronounce that one. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, Sky was fourth in St. George, um, you know, was set to make her debut in Kona in 2019 and there was a big car accident. She has overcome so much. Um, and she's another one to sort of keep an eye on, but I feel like, like there's two different ways. If you are aiming to just, if your goal here is to aim for top five or top 10, you can have a very different kind of race plan and strategy and basically go after all those people who implode out on the run course. If you're going for the win, you've got to be in the mix um, into that bike course. Um, and that's that's going to be the big challenge. I, I just don't think you can win this race if you're giving up very much time on the swim because Lucy Charles is gone, man. Like, uh, you know, she is out of there. And Danielle Reef, you know, Decent swimmer. One of the funniest things in the press conference today, they were talking about the two different women's race. Lionel Sanders says, 
Of course it's great. People like me aren't going to get in the way. She, he said, in 2015, I was coming out of the water. Daniela had caught up to me and came out of the water and said, hey, get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and oh. you know, um, so I'll put this to you. Obviously, that one of the greatest victories we ever saw was Marinda Carfrey, 40 minutes down, running through the marathon. If you land 40 minutes down off the bike into T2, today's race in this weekend, or this week, I should say, uh, what are your chances? Whew. Um, yeah, there's, there, are, there are a few people who you could give that lead to, um, but, you know, certainly not Daniela Reef, certainly not Annie Haug, certainly not Lucy Charles Barkley. Well, Lucy Charles Barkley, you know, if there were issues. Um, but, uh, you know, there's Ruth Assel, who was fifth in St. George, who, you know, solid runner, but I don't know if she's crazy far under the, like in and around the three, three or four range. Um, so yeah, Ruth, Ruth Assel makes that breakaway and it's Annie Haug 14 minutes down. I'm saying, yeah, Annie Haug's still in that race, but Annie Haug trying to make up 14 minutes on Daniela Reef. Yeah. Um, I'm certainly not taking that bet. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it, it's, and, and, and the thing is you've got someone like Laura Phillip who can run like pretty darn close to where Annie Howe can, and she is going to be in that mix too. So, um, like her swimming has improved dramatically in that, yeah. you know, I, um, in the, how long have I known, um, Laura, uh, since 2016, 2017, and her swimming, it, it is mind-boggling how far that has come. So, yeah, I, I, I don't think, yeah, you're, if you're trying to win this race, you better not be given anyone 14 minutes. No, I think those days are gone too. And are we, you know, the, the vibe of the women's event, are we seeing, um, you know, obviously the days of Paul Newby Fraser, the Aaron Baker, and then you sort of had that, you know, we've seen dominant eras. Uh, Chrissy Wellington, um, whether it be Natasha Budman or, you know, anyone, PNF, who had so many wins, when they walk into the press conference, I can remember one year Chrissy Wellington picked up the microphone, looked at everybody and just said, I'm stronger, faster and better than the year before and literally mic dropped it, boom. And that's what that was her press conference. And everyone's sitting there going, okay. okay. Are, we getting, are we getting any of that vibe from the women? Are we getting any sort of that sort of dominant, um, you know, this no, is my race. You're gonna have to take it. So certainly, you've got you've got that. Uh, Daniela is um, supremely confident. Was um, you know, wore a mask in there, uh, like is take is making sure she is taking care of everything. Uh, from what I understand, you know, I I I, I knew there wasn't going to be a whole lot I was going to get from Daniela other than from this press conference. So I I wasn't really looking to do anything. I'm I'm much more interested in a post race interview with her. Um, she's got that quiet air of confidence, but you know, that's, that's, yeah, she is much more of the, you know, she wants to stand up there and exactly what she did today, you know, like, yeah, sure. You guys all want to say, I'm going to win, but you know, for me to win, I have to have a great race. These people are all excellent. Um, she, she has no interest, uh, in trying to scare everyone. She's, uh, she just kind of lets her lets her actions speak for that herself. And just, I, I think she's just a, a class act on that front. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, no, you're, you're not definitely not seeing any of that on, on the men's or the women's side. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, no, it's um, yeah. I, I think the women's race has the potential to be. Uh, it always has the potential to get boring if Daniela pulls off some of the stuff that we've seen. You know, like I'm not sure if you were here the year where we all got to wait 24 minutes for Marinda to cross the finish line after after Daniela did, and you know, and and I think I think. Um, uh, Rini had um, had broken the old course record that day too, right? So it wasn't she broke everyone. She broke hearts. She broke records. records. Yeah, mental. Uh, you know, mental. It was, and so um, I, I, you know, I can't imagine we're going to see anything like that again. I, I would imagine uh, we're in for um, you know something closer to to Saint George, um, which wasn't super exciting, but at least yeah. wasn't uh, a total landslide. Yeah. All right, mate. So we've got to do predictions. Uh, do you have uh, any predictions? Who, who do you like and uh, what do you think? <laughs> you know I don't do this. Um, do you want me to give you some fearless predictions? I'll have a swing. Yeah, you go for it. I love right it. Right. Danielle Riff gets beaten. Okay. Not winning. Just so everyone knows. She's not winning. Okay. Now, I don't know who's going to beat her, but it won't be her day on the weekend. Sorry for those who like Daniela and want her to win. I've got money on her. Uh, she's not doing it. Um, I reckon that um, Haug wins. Uh, and I think Barclay comes in high as well. I like Crowley for the top five. And I reckon we get a sneaky outsider in there, someone who we haven't really spoken too much about who might just be that, um, you know, she who fatigues last makes the podium or the yeah. top five. Um, and I think we yeah. might get something like that. But I do think Haug wins, and I do think um, Barclay's close, and I think Reef is not our winner. So, uh, and very interesting. So Antoine Jolicoeur de Roche is a, a pro triathlete from Quebec who uh, does a lot of writing for us. His predictions, third place, Annie Haug, second place, Daniela Reef, first place, Lucy Charles Barkley. So yeah. See? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm quite happy to do my normal... Uh, sit on the fence because uh, so the the reason I never do this is um, I had to one year I was doing um, the NBC interviews back when I still worked for Iron Man and um, and so I sat down to interview one of the pros and um, they said to me I don't even know why I'm here you didn't put me in your top three and um, I was like okay I'm never doing that again <laughs> never stuck and getting caught caught with all that so. So that's yeah. why I don't play that game. But um, yeah, I, 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 to me, uh, those three women, uh, Daniela, Annie Haug, and uh, Lucy Charles Barkley come in as the, as, the, as the sort of women to beat. In my mind, Daniela Reef, the prohibitive favorite. Um, and um, it is uh, not her race to lose, but um, you know, if she is in the same kind of form that we saw at the Collins cup um, and that we saw in, um, in St. George take cover folks. Cause um, she is going to, she's got all the weapons there to, to do what she needs to. I'm just really hoping that, um, that uh, it just doesn't turn into uh, you know, her riding away from everybody and then it gets boring. I'm hoping that we are on the edge of, of our seats, which I, I feel like we should be. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a close one, but I don't think she wins. Um, but uh, I like where your head's at. Kevin, thank you to the beautiful people at Zwift 
Uh, don't forget, if you've not tried this out, you can go from friendly um, races to social rides, structured training programs. Uh, no doubt Zwift is a platform that unites our diverse community. And we pursue more fun, immersive, and social fitness experiences. Uh, thanks to those guys for being involved. Kevin, let's see what happens. Uh, and let's uh, make sure that we will definitely be checking in post-race. We'll be talking to you uh, with all of your notes and takes from the uh, from the ground. Thanks for uh, being a part of it. And uh, make sure you keep listening. The men's preview is also coming up as well as their review. Kevin, thank you. Love it. Hey, thanks so much, Phil. Thanks for listening to The Life of Try. If you like us, tell your mates and follow us on Instagram at The Life of Try.